Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. This Pride, everyone's coming through for the Trevor Project on YouTube Shorts. Join us! Create a short showing how you're stepping up for Pride using the hashtag YouTube Pride Challenge. Come through for Pride on YouTube Shorts. Visit youtube.com backslash pride. St. Louis Community College's mission is to help every person earn a degree or a certificate. This fall, take a class on us and get closer to graduating, transferring, or even getting a jump start on your career. New and current students can take advantage of this three-hour class offering. Taking fall classes can help you start strong and finish even stronger. Learn more about taking a class on us at stlcc.edu. Yo, well, yeah, yo, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building making aunties bat them what? lashes. What? Okay, I'm just foolin', let me cool it. See y'all listening? Join us as we get these big ups to black excellence. Okay. News you can use to uplift your kinfolk and them. Feed them something different than that circus act on CNN. Just enough humor so it never be your boy. So welcome, welcome Mr. Martin. Martin. This is ethnic ish and more. Let me get you straight, cuz you trying to tell me because Target promoted for a black woman company uplifting black female entrepreneurship that they want to holler racism and try to demonize her organization, cuz? Oh, hell no, cuz. The black woman been fighting for years, she respected us equal, cuz. So for them to finally get praised, it's bad like the neighbor, cuz. In my opinion, white women need to be supporting us instead of separating, cuz when it's time to get down, ain't nobody gonna have your back with a black woman, cuz. And that's on neighborhood. Don't forget about the real ones by your side But all the niggas 
that you're proud of. You knew that. Took a break from it just to focus on the truth. Made a wrong, go the other way. Pour another drink up today. I'ma just sip it all away. Good times bring the champagne. Because they all wanna say my name. I never really thought that you were wrong. And I took them all in stride But all a nigga really need was time If you can make it out the darkness, then talk But when you rise and they show my love for free Don't forget about the real ones by your side But all a nigga really need was time I never really thought that you was wrong All you really wanted was company Had some losses and I took them all in stride But all a nigga Life is a movie, and you're 
My goddamn motherfucking song. Woo! I'll sing that shit all goddamn day at the crib by myself to the dog, to Sean, to somebody other man. Sometimes I call my mama on mama. I'll sing the goddamn song. I fucking love that song, goddamn it. Look, y'all, we back on another episode of Ethnic Ish and More. It is your wonderful host, Nico the Great. And I have one of my wonderful co hosts in the building, the wonderful. Melanie Marie, Bud Talk STL in the building. What it do, Mel? What's what it good? do? We in her. We look, made we in it. This we thing, the storm. Look, you feel me? Man, look, I slept Shit. all through that motherfucker today, low key. Me. I was knocked out. Man, I wish. My lights went out, man. man. Oh, bad. The, the house I was at, the power went out for like one second, but then it kicked right back in. And the house you was at? I caught that. Yeah. Keep it moving, guys. Okay. Look, shut up. Keep it moving, guys. Like that. That tea, huh? mm. I'm asleep. Mm. I'm asleep on the couch. I was at my house. If y'all see okay, my live right. this morning, I arguing with a motherfucking dog named Brutus. Well, that's not really dog's oh. name. I named him Brutus, but I think Brutus got Marley knocked up. Oh, because I'll be letting her go outside and pee and she is on her cycle. And I went, I stood on the phone too long and walked in the house and I called her name. And I seen her like a shadow of her come out from across the street, which ain't nothing abnormal. Mm-hmm. Then I seen another shadow. And then I seen it's the fucking hood stray dog. I ain't seen in a minute. I guess he smelt that cooter cat. And I think he may have done something with her because this nigga's been sleeping in my front yard oh, for the past God. three days. Like he spends the night in my yard. He know what's if I have her in her mm. cage, he knows she's on that side of the house. He go sleep on that part outside. Mm. If she by the window, he be on that. They be talking through the window. The nigga be scratching at my door all night. Oh, yeah. The you nigga was the nigga was howling. I had a few sleep in my driveway. He was howling there. at the moon <laughs> all night. I, I yelled out the window. If you don't stop fucking singing like Ray J in the One Wish Ooh, video, I'm gonna kick one your ass. Wish. Look, and it's like I went. I went outside trying to go off on the dog. It turned into a goddamn 38 minute live. Now people started sending me money so I can keep the goddamn dog. <laughs> I got 47 dollars in my cash app right now, geared towards my 250 dollar pet deposit. If I was to keep oh Brutus, how am I keeping Brutus? Look, Brutus is a cool dog. He finally warmed up to me. But then he tried to hump my motherfucking leg. Mm. And I said, you know what, Brutus? You, you don't cross the fucking line oh, now. I don't know what Brutus on. I'm like, <laughs> Brutus, I know it's 2020 and people are allowed to do what they want to do, but not on this, not right here. Brutus this ain't that. I don't care what you do. But Brutus, this Nico ain't with it. <laughs> I like women. I've always liked them. Brutus, like, keep like you. He got that damn. I seen his ass, I seen like Marley. Minions. That little motherfucking no pink thing came out. I said, Brutus, you better get the fuck home. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll kick your ass, that little man. Pink thing look, nasty. look, that shit look nasty. Then he over there like mouth trembling and she. And I look at Martin. I'm like, you little hoe. What the fuck you done did to this man? I'm like, what type of Badu dog coochie you got? They got this nigga sleeping in my yard, scratching my door. I couldn't sleep for shit. And it's like, I don't want to call the Humane Society on it's him because he going to get locked man. up. But I'm like, look, Brutus. And I looked at my, I'm like, what is with you and these hood niggas? Like, come on. <laughs> Haven't I taught you better? I've given you a good life. Like, I show yeah, you how a man's like, supposed man, to treat like you. A good hood nigga look, I'm showing her how a man's supposed to treat her. You got a nigga who just want to hit and sleep on your lawn. He trying to show him her dick. He like, he been out her. my he crib. Like, her for her. He been outside my crib like, let me see my kids. And I swear for right. God, I hope she's not pregnant, y'all. I really pray this long. Oh, he's gonna pregnant. be a grandpappy. I don't want to be no granddaddy, <laughs> y'all. Y'all better buy these fucking puppies. At least I know he a pit. He a big old nice looking pit. He just been outside roughing it. Look like a nigga that you just gotta take him in maybe and get him together. Maybe he a reformed hood dog. Like well, maybe look, he used to be out there in the streets and now he I got a little. I don't know, man. Home. He ain't got no home because the nigga just always be at my house. I've seen him as a stray for two hit. years. I seen him as a stray since I've been in Cahokia. Oh. So I'm thinking like, first of all, you're a pretty you good criminal home. hood dog because you've been able to evade goddamn humane society and animal so control. So dogs and homeless niggas out here trying to... Okay, let me... Let's, yeah, I think, I think it's that time of the year and they looking for a place to live. And now y'all be trying to find a good wholesome <laughs> woman with a nice family so you can go... Se- ah, not gonna fucking happen here, Brutus. And you go... If these motherfuckers... Is, if you she pregnant, you better show up to all the appointments. I had to gave him a whole talk. I sat down with him. I said, what are your plans? What do you got to go in in the next five (laughs) years, Brutus? What do you see yourself? Because walking around sleeping in my yard is not going to cut it. Mm. If you want to make it in this family, I need to know you're going to be able to contribute at some point. Mm. Not besides just knocking up Marley because you're horny. (laughs) Get your shit together, Brutus. Get your shit together. I pray the storm moved him from my house. Brutus. I got a real, I ain't been at home since like 12 something. Mm. I got a real feeling Brutus is still sleeping in my fucking yard. Mm. The rain and all. He gonna be there for her, and I'm tired. I can't even take her to go pee. Marley ain't been boo boo in two days because every time I go outside, that nigga get to try to hump up behind that shit. Oh. That motherfucker back leg drop. That nigga start school. I'm like, niggas, you hunching? Brutus the hunching dog. Get your motherfucking uh-huh. ass on, man. Nobody got time for that shit. Y'all, I'm sorry I had to go on my rent, man. Yeah, he went. He just Brutus, went on the whole Brutus rant. been pissing me off. You seen my live? You understand, man? I'm tired of Brutus. I'm tired of him scratching on my door and all that shit. But <laughs> anywho. We'll talk about the real topic of hand tonight. Uh, I got my special guest, one of my good friends, homeboys from Lincoln University. Uh, I got to clap it up for my guy, Mike Phillips, a.k.a. Mike Field, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Cute off mm-hmm. Lincoln. Man, he look, he one of the singing goats at Lincoln. And he going to call in a little later tonight, chop it up with us, tell us about what he got going on with his music and his management group, Black Wall Street Music okay. Group. Yeah, he's he straight out of Tulsa. Straight out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, so, yeah. he's from the homeland. Look, he, he's from there, y'all. He got that right. Look. Okay. And yeah, the first track, if y'all was they listening, when you caught... They not nothing to him about that. Look, can't say shit. Hmm. Can't say shit. Certified. I'm pretty sure he know good history to that, being mm-hmm. born and raised in that city. Yeah. And if you was listening to the musical parts in the beginning, the first song I dropped, Letter to My Past, is a new track from Mike Field. Mm. So go on YouTube, look up Mike Field, M-I-C-F-E-E-L, and get all your music needs. Check him out on Twitter, man. He everywhere, man. Mike Mm. be doing his thing. He got a good following. He making shit shake. Um, I want to welcome back all y'all ashy asses for tuning in as you usually do. Uh, Make sure you continue to listen to us at MyCityMyMusic.com. 
or you can freaking download the Spreaker app. Like I've been asking you, I'm not giving you niggas no socks because you niggas ain't even did the one simple thing I've asked you. I'll be giving, I'll be straight offering a lot of free services and a lot of you niggas just don't want them. So whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll keep all my free shit for the people that's in the building. We'll do some self-promotion around this motherfucker. And when we get on, on, and when we start charging y'all, I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear Y'all shit when it. Revolt playing us every week. Uh, I don't want to hear shit. Hmm. Like, Nico, can I get that? Eth-? Yeah, it's going to be a thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's, hmm. the, the, the money heard, I'll bring you, you from that is, is going to be that. So you heard it here Download first. Download, please. And I mean, or if you just randomly out exercising, doing some random at work, and you don't got time to download it, I mean, we're on like 22 plus streaming platforms. why they should download the Spreaker app. What is the Spreaker app? So... That is really the platform in which our show initially airs on. It does go to all of these other streaming platforms, which we are grateful that you listen through that. But it is hard for us to keep the number tracks through those platforms that we didn't originally upload through. So Spreaker lets us know all the information that we need to know for people who is listening to us. And I appreciate y'all y'all that do listen to straight audio on the radio uh, as far as the website, because that's what we really want y'all to do. Uh, we gave y'all the new version of the live. We stopped going to individual lives. We may do it every once in a while, but we do share the main version so you can see everybody at one time when we talk. So it, it's working out a little better, y'all. We're progressing slowly but surely from where we started to where we're going. And eventually, y'all going to be able to tune in at 830 to 930 on somebody's TV channel and catch this shit like they do the Ricky Smiley show. Because I think we're quite more entertaining than Gary with the T. So, you know, keep trying us and keep listening and make sure you download the speaker and it's just like speaker with an r in there like literally speaker between the p and the e put an r yep and, and then once they get there you also have to look up our show which is ethnic e-t-h-n-i-c ish i-s-h the letter n as in nancy and more i shouldn't have to spell that but for those who don't know m-o-r-e you look that up pretty much. If you go on Google and type that up, you will find everything you need to find. If you go to any streaming platform you utilize mostly, you will be able to find our show. And it's actually going to be broken down into two different ones because we had to split up the shows at one point in time due to an account thing. So you'll see maybe like the first eight episodes on one ethnic issue more set up and then the remaining ones and they're on will always be on the next one. So like subscribe to both of them. We appreciate y'all listening every week. Y'all, we almost at the point, like, of the six months of me signing the contract. Like, we'll have to sign another one soon, y'all. We've been straight rocking every week. Rocking. This is episode number 24, uh, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant episode, y'all. Shout out, R.I.P. Kobe. Uh, mm-hmm. But we keep going, y'all. Eventually, we're going to be at, like, episode 100. And because these first 20, the next one will be 25. We had a quarter amount. Like, this shit been going by pretty fast, y'all. And we've been rocking. Y'all been with us every time. And I appreciate all of that. And I got to give a big DJ Horn shout out uh, to our special guest last week, Miss Morgan Borders of Morgan on the Beat. I hope y'all was tuned in to that. She gave some gems and jewels for all you wonderful, beautiful ladies that don't usually wear a lot of makeup but want to start enhancing yourself a little bit more. A little makeup ain't never hurt nobody. We appreciate y'all natural beauty. But when you want to do yourself up, I appreciate that too. And I just appreciate those who don't put on so much makeup that when I hug you in my white tee, the shit show up on my shirt. Because I really dislike that. It's like, I don't know if you don't realize you putting on that much. Because, and I ain't the one to say nothing to you because that ain't really my place. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, God damn, baby, your face kind of thick. 
Like, <laughs> your shit looking like it's looking kind of seen some. Y- I'd have seen some of y'all shit be caked up on y'all mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. and you know your makeup and or hair is fucked up when a nigga can it. realize that because that shit we only be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. But if I could look at you and be like, oh. Why your motherfucker? Why your lashes like this, shorty? Like, mm. what's going on with your mm. makeup? Why it's so thicked up? If if I can tell, this from the man. Listen, and we gonna tell you the truth. We and, your, and some of y'all homegirls gonna be telling y'all the truth, which is not your true friend. They do be lying. Because if my homeboy walked out the house looking tacky, I'm be like, hey, bro, I, I know you may want to go with this fit. I ain't the flyest nigga in the world, mm-hmm. but this ain't really where it's at tonight. Yeah, so you I see, agree with that. I do. I see yeah. a lot more women out there knowing knowing better. They be no, they but do you know why I think they be happening now, you at do times? Damn well. I think it happened at times because depending on who your homie is yeah. and what she look like and what you look like, some of them be hating. They don't want you to be finer than them when y'all go out. That's so they right. be like, mm, let me let that bitch live. Girl, you look good than a motherfucker. Right. Whole time texting the other girl in the car. Why that bitch got on this motherfucking dress with them shoes on? Like, you know she tacky, but because you don't want to be mm-hmm. the ugly one in the group tonight, you going to let lying. her be tacky. But see, that don't happen when you go out with a group full of women confident in themselves mm-hmm. all y'all bad and y'all respective rights it be like hey girl come here right that mm-hmm. shit don't work not with us you knew that shit not ain't with, work not, you're not, not gonna go out with me looking like that, not that. and that's your real home girl that truth that hurts is your real friend mm-hmm. it sucks to hear that truth and all the stuff that's hard to say but in a still respectful way look, but you i gotta, gotta tell be, you though. exactly i gotta tell you, gotta tell you that shit fucked up <laughs> like no you're that lying. ain't it like, that ain't it nigga be like damn bro cut your hair did you see the facial expression when i say that Mm. I'm like, nigga, you been saluting like you this. If you right salute there, straight right. up, I'm like, you you got some hats. Mm. This club allow hats. You should probably yeah. wear one tonight. You need that. I heard they keep the lights off. Probably for a couple weeks, bro. Just, yeah. You Matter of fact, I'm going to send you a do-rag that help your hair grow back because you mm. need it. And don't go to that nigga that cut your shit the last time because he don't fuck with you like yeah, that. Yeah, that. You must owe him some money. So... Mm. As we, you know, we're going to shout out Miss Morgan again for giving them jewels. And then, once again, I got to shout out my dog, Mike Phillips, a.k.a. Mike Phil, for being our guest caller later on the day. And I gave a special, I brought up this special topic because I did an interview last night. I want to give a clap and shout out to my homegirl, Tommy. I think it's Tommy L. Lane. I can never say her first name right. But she has a show called In the World of Tom. And that's where y'all, if y'all see my little fly pictures I took lately, that's where I did my little photo shoot. I was looking a little razzle dazzly. And we did a little, I did a a streaming interview last night. And one of the questions that she just randomly asked me was, what are your thoughts in regards to how black women feel about black men not protecting them? And the first thing I said, because every time you give your opinion to something, it is always going to be based off of your personal experience, which I think a lot of people forget when you give an opinion. But I also feel like when you give an, an opinion of your personal experience, you cannot negate someone else's personal experience because what I may not have seen is not what you may have endured. So I can't discount. So I never, my first thing I started off with me personally, I love black women as much as I can. I will defend and protect y'all to the best of my ability at all times. And, but I also said in turn, I don't shun or down any black woman who does say that because Mm -hmm. I feel like the lad before people, they start the negative thoughts. Like, well, why you feel that? Why you feel they never ask? Okay. Well, what has happened that made you feel this way? Mm -hmm. 
Why do you the feel why behind? And, and that's where we think. always forget Ooh, when people giving an earlier. opinion, we mm-hmm. never ask the why does that person feel this way? Mm-hmm. Because that could clear up a lot of communication issues. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. And that's why I hope some of y'all call in 515-599-1687. I would love to hear like a black, black woman. woman. And I'm, you know, I'm going to ask because we have a wonderful do black you? woman here. I'm going to definitely ask her opinion as well. But like I said on the, when I did my interview, I do see it because it's hard to tell a lot of black women that black men won't protect them in the same manner that they'll protect us when the same nigga that you turn down, give your phone number, shoot you. Or the same nigga that you was in love with once you got tired of him being a trash ass nigga trying to take your life away from you because he upset you gonna move on to something he already know you deserve. And when it comes to shit like that, it's like, y'all right. I can't say you wrong because one, I'm not a black woman. And if the question was on the other foot, I could never say all black women don't protect black men because all the ones that I associate myself with don't play by us. And they stand 10 toe. And you got your, you, I got them that I see on my feed and all that. All oh, these niggas ain't shit. Fuck these niggas. I ain't doing it. And then sometimes you want to ask them why, like, why you feel that way? And then they go through a whole list of shit. And I be like, okay, well you've been dealing with the same type of niggas. So, what you gonna change about you so you don't have to deal with them type of niggas that make you feel that they wouldn't protect you in, in a situation. And men, it don't always mean protecting someone in a physical sense. It's just like emotionally. It all support aspects mm-hmm. yeah. that we I'm don't give. Okay, if, if your woman is a black woman and she's emotional, are you disregarding how she okay. feel? Or are you asking, like, all right, baby, what's wrong? Right. Because I'm one of them niggas. I'm gonna ask you twice. I'm going to ask you back to back. I'm going to give you one time. What's wrong with you? You say nothing. All right, cool. I know right. something wrong. You know we're gonna say and I'm going to wait a few minutes. Then I'm going to ask you again. All right. Now, what's wrong with you? You can tell me nothing. Okay. So at that point, if you don't tell me, you can't get mad at me for not knowing. Because I want to know. I don't care if you're going to yell at me or not. If it's an issue that I produced, tell me so I can fix it. Or so I can see where I did wrong. Because I may not see it from where you see it at. It's a lot of issues that happen mm-hmm. between people. And the one thing, instead of us talking about it, one person get mad, the other person get mad. So now when we arguing, ain't nobody listening in the argument to analyze the situation. We all listening to respond and rebuttal. So it's like, I don't really give a fuck about what you talking about. I already got my points to counteract any type of shit you going to say to why you feel that way. I can't mm-hmm. negate your feelings at all and that's a big thing we do and i feel like that's a big thing as why black women feel that we don't protect them because Correct. we dismiss them so we got Somebody one person calling us in. in y'all oh call a call back i may have pushed it's an android so i may have actually did something wrong i think i actually hung Somebody it up calling in call back just a hard get on this mo- i'll type oh i didn't push the okay Matter of fact, we ain't got to call back. I'm going to call you back. Yeah, I'm going to call you. So, caller, I'm calling you now. You got your opportunity. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. What's good, caller? Uh, tell tell my listeners, like, your name and kind of, I know you calling in in regards to the topic and situation on why do black women feel black men don't protect them. So I would love to hear your opinion. 
Well, I don't feel like it's the idea that black men don't protect women. I think it's more so the concept that they weren't taught what their role is. I mean, we have more African-American families now without men leading. You have more women leading these families, which, you know, some of these young men are growing up not really knowing the concept of what love is and how a woman is supposed to be treated based off of what they've been taught already. I agree. So, I mean, so I feel like, you know, basic things that our grandparents did, opening the door, um, the man walking on the outside of the street, you know, things like that, that are very minimal. You know, it's like women are not requiring much of it and are not treating the man like the leader. They're not treating him like the king. But at the same time, too, that man has to know his queen's value as well. So I feel like if you're not going to protect me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, men don't want to pray with women anymore. They don't even discuss that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree because... And, and I like that you listed the things that a lot of men fail to do because those are things I saw. Like, my parents been married for 33 years. So I do that stuff unconsciously. Like, when I go out and with the person, you know, I'm involved with, mm-hmm. if we walking, I'm like, yeah, move in. Like, I always, it's just natural for me. And I do that, I do it with my kid. I do that with anybody just mm-hmm. because I've always been taught you're supposed to be on the outside of something coming. I can move you out the way to protect you. Mm-hmm. Like I open the car door, I open the door. Just it just and I think that's just natural stuff. I don't even feel like I'm doing it as a, oh this is a gentleman thing to do. It's just the shit yep. the way I was raised. And mm-hmm. I, it, when you got a lot of dudes, I feel like a lot of these dudes. One, you ain't got the father figure in your life, and depending on the strength of the woman that raised you, you may be raised by somebody that was hurt the entire time. Mm-hmm. So she kind of put that energy that hurt energy and like she never healed from the issues maybe with your father or other men or the father that may or may not have been in her life and that's just a cycle that's gonna keep getting pushed down and it it cannot be an excuse though right because like i always say this too like just because you didn't have a dad or just because you didn't have a good example or whatever it's up to us to create the life that we desire the life that we desire exists so if you didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't have that father figure or whatever, there's still no excuse for you not to be stepping into your role. And she hit the nail on the head with a few things, you know, as far as um roles. People don't people don't want to play their role no more. You know what I'm saying? Like women, women feel as if we have to play the role of men. Men feel as if um I think so I don't know if, if they feel like um we I, sometimes I feel like men think we don't understand them or we don't value them. And and it causes them not to even want to play their role. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we so busy doing it as women that it's not even, uh, the respect is not even there for the man. You know what I'm saying? To play their role sometimes. That's one thing. Right. I agree. And um, I think it's an intimidation. Like, some men are intimidated. The ooh, fact that y'all don't cool. need us. Like, I always say, I don't want no woman that need me. Like, I want you to want me for what I can contribute to your life. Not because you feel like if shit go wrong in your life, like, I have to depend on this man Mm -hmm. to move forward with my life. And when you realize that most men got to deal with the women that you want, you got to be like, damn, she doing a whole lot better than me in life. Like, Mm. you already got this thought in my head. Like, damn, I got to come with so much. 
without even getting the time. But that's because you don't get the time to know that person. And you realize, mm-hmm. like, nigga, I don't want you for that shit. Like, do I want you to always stay this type of nigga? No, but you find you one that's going to help you grow and build mm-hmm. as a man. Boy, you just The shit that I'm... you want in life is going to come. He just hit but something I like, I, he feel like women, women are so, sometimes we so powerful and so strong and doing so much. A man might not even feel like he needs to protect us. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the issue that I that I probably carry. You know what I'm saying? I wear so many hats. So I'm a mother. I got two jobs. I'm in school. I'm doing this. A man will probably look at that like, oh man, she got it all together. She don't need me to, you know what I'm saying? Protect her. She don't need me to make thing, sure she good. That'd be the one like, thing. Like that's the killer, want. and that'd that's the, the thing that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need that, and I, we have to get back to them roles, man. That's our job. We got a job as women, um, and everybody needs to play their role, man. All of that, uh. <laughs> feminist movement stuff, all of that dividing the black man and the black woman, all of that stuff gonna have to stop Fact. if we're gonna be able to progress and feel like that each party can play their role. But how about the fact that men want women to be submissive in the sense of they want the woman to cater to them, they want the woman to cook clean, take care of the kids, deal with everything he has going on, but you know, with that coming along too, we have to understand with the way the economy is now and the way things are, women are running the thing. Fact. Women are pretty much dominating everything. I mean, as soon as I meet a guy, you could tell kind of like what climate he's on. If I tell you, oh, I'm about to have my master's degree. Guys are intimidated. They are. You don't have kids, they are intimidated. And that determines how they're going to treat you, whether or not you're date or not, or what they're going to require of you at that point. It literally sets the tone for how they're going to treat you. That's a that's a fact. I, I and not agree. to generalize, because we're not saying all men, we're not saying right. all women or anything, right. but these are, unfortunately, the complaints of that I hear women have, you know what I'm saying? And me personally, my own personal experience, do I have to, would I have to say that I feel um, black men protect black women in my own personal experience I would have to say um, not enough right. I would just have to say I not enough know. you know what I'm saying like I mean and mm-hmm. even down to actual physical protection when my house was broken into at one point while I was at home and I needed other you know I wanted other security measures somebody to come over and help put put up security light put up you know help me with the video system and stuff like that and that was like pulling teeth like, I felt like things that I shouldn't, I, if I expressed, hey, this happened to me vocally, like on social media, a hundred people see it. People should have offered, you know what I'm saying? Men should have offered to step in and say, hey, let me, what, is it anything that you need or whatever, what can I do and actually do it? And I didn't have a lot of that. No, I, You know what I'm saying? I, I but I, I feel like, I feel like there are men who will. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? There is hope. There is an opportunity, but it's just, you know, it, it needs some work. No, I agree. And I just feel like we, we so used okay. to being combative against each other in certain situations that when we see the opposite sex in distress and we already know what you're capable of, we're not thinking. Our first thought is not thinking, let me be of some aid. It's just like, oh, damn, that's fucked up, man. I'm, she, she a dog. Like, she going to make that shit shake. Like, right. And, but when the whole time, the woman thinking like, damn, nigga, like, I just wanted one person to be like, hey. I got you. You need, right. you need something like you, you know need to come I mean? over there, like make sure you good, like. And I do that type of stuff. I check on people. I got a lot of homies. It's almost like you got to be fucking on. on them or something for them to but try no, to protect a lot of, you. But that depends. That's the te- part that's messed up. That's why I say when dudes begin intimidated by women with higher accolades is because they, their intent out the gate wasn't pure. 
Like, I'm not in... What you got going on don't intimidate me if I ain't here just looking for one set thing. And if I ain't here just looking for ass. Like, yeah, I'm going to be intimidated in because I know I'm going to have to come with a whole stronger game. But if I'm just trying to get to know you as a person, what you do, I'm interested in the fact that you go to school for your master's. Okay, that's cool. So what you plan on doing with that? Like, why? But, why here's, but here's the flip side to that, though, the opposite side of what you're talking about. I think a lot of the problem and a lot of the reason that men are not protecting women is because women are lowering their standards as well. Yeah. Some women some women are compromising. Some women are not requiring much of a man. They feel like, hey, he coming over, he's sleeping with me, or he took me out to eat a couple times, he bought me some chicken wings, I'm cool. And she got about three other ones she could call. So I think that impedes on the mindset of that man because they very well could meet a good man that may have good intentions. But within that moment of them, you know, being on what they own or they may not look at him as long term or something, they damage him for the next woman. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you 100 percent. And so well, I greatly appreciate you giving us a call to kind of discuss this topic as we kind of got to move along with it. So, I mean, if you want to let everybody know your name, you can. If not, then, you know, I greatly appreciate you tuning in to our show and I hope you continue to do so. Thank you, Sierra. You're welcome, Sierra. You have a great rest of your night. All right, y'all. Yeah, y'all shout out, Sierra. Yeah. Giving us that call Thanks, in, man. Sierra. Y'all had that dialogue. And one thing I said, they... They asked me yesterday, well, when I did my interview, the last thing, she was like, well, what you want to give going out to the people? I said, black men, let's stop fighting black women and vice versa. Let's sit down, figure out what the root cause of our problem is, which we probably all know, and then figure out a plan to how we can move around that shit so we don't have to keep dealing Mm -hmm. with this cycle of us hating each other for no apparent reason and we can keep growing and before i go into another musical selection i got to talk about somebody is you dumb is you drunk is you stupid is you dumb hold on now you drove is you stupid is you dumb is you stupid is you dumb now you drove is you stupid is you dumb is you drove is you drove is you stupid is you dumb hold on now you drove is you stupid is you stupid is you dumb is you dumb is you stupid is you dumb now you drove hey so this individual i don't even need to give her more than about two minutes of my time um so who's a caucasian lady that's why i'll start that off because that's what just made it more funnier to me this lady named rachel ruitt out of Asheville, north carolina she is known in her city and probably around the world i mean i've never i have to see a video of her to see if i've ever seen her but she's went viral due to racist rants before and you know i'm one i'm big on karma coming around full circle and her racist rants deemed, you know, clearly people don't want to fuck with her. And her karma on those racist rants were that she was struck by a vehicle and killed mm. um, this past weekend. And it's just like, first thing I saw about that, I said it was whelp. W-E-L-P. Like, I don't feel bad. It sucks you lost your life. It sucks. But you get what you put out in this world. So... You know, folks, if you don't want random karma to just strike you in the ass, mind your business. Stop worrying about what other folks got going on. Stay in your shit. It really don't pertain to you. And when you do shit like that, 
it fucks you up and now your peoples are planning a funeral like Rachel's. And she probably won't get any good A and B selections. You got to die during the Corona time. So nobody's going to come, Rachel. So that fucking sucks. And I think you're stupid, dumb, and you're drove. And I want to laugh, but I'll just, I'll be trying not to laugh at people dying. But hey, it sucks. Everyone loves dark comedy. Look, yeah. (laughs) Fucked up, Rachel. (laughs) Um, I can't say see you in heaven because I don't think racist people go there. Clearly aren't going there. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go into this next track. It's uh, off of my homeboy, Mike Fields, EPSLS. It's my favorite song. I told him when I heard this song, I text him instantly. I said, bruh, push this. I think it's going to be a hit. I just It's a smooth-ass R&B song. If y'all notice, I'm playing nothing but these R&B tracks tonight because I got an R&B artist on this calling in. So we're going to drop this Moonlight, and then I'm going to play my other favorite outcast, really Andre 3000 track.
gorgeous then? Let me hear that the first one I first heard. Man, y'all, I don't know what y'all was taking during that little musical break, but me personally, after hearing that Moonlight from Mike Field, I'm trying to tell y'all now, because song, we were just talking about it, songs pop years later. I honestly stand firm on Mike Field's Moonlight gonna be a banger one day. Like, I love that song. And, and now you and very well put together. It's so put like immaculate. Like the Woo. the the mastering is done right to the song. Like everything about that song, I, I'm telling you, and he could tell it. As soon as I heard it, I instantly text bro. I'm like, because he sent me the album before he put it out, mm. and I sent bro. I was like, bro, this is gonna be the one. I'm like, all of the tracks. It's six of them on there. Look mm-hmm. it up. SLS. It's on all streaming platforms. Look for Mike Field. Mm. But when I heard Moonlight, I was like, bro. This gonna be the one. Ooh, I'm like, it ain't this too many it. songs where you hear somebody and be like, hey, if you could get the right people to hear this nigga, this it. Like, this is gonna take this you to, it. and he already moving in the right direction. But it's like, this one gonna take you to where you need to go. And then, I mean, you can't not love. They put Outcast, but this is it's only say this is Outcast because it was on the double CD. But Prototype is one of the greatest composed songs in the world ever. Amazing. And then a little video too. So I, futuristic. Love, I, love, I love everything. Woo! Like Andre three thousand was on another level. Always. That's why I hate that he don't like the way music is going now, so he don't want to put out music. Cause mm-hmm. you don't understand what I would like. Do we it. need you to put out the music. So just just an album, bro. The music that we just, have now. I feel like we didn't get a proper like goodbye. You. We didn't get a proper goodbye. That if you're gonna right. lead a game, bro, give us some heat and just. A matter of fact, y'all do a motherfucking triple CD. Put an outcast Something. album out and both because we're not gonna sleep like Big Boy won that nigga himself. Cause we please stop. I please hate stop people. Saying, I hate people stop. shortchange Big Boy. Woo. Like Outcast wouldn't be Outcast without them. They were perfectly aligned musically right. together. He brought the hip hop to it, and even Dre was like that in the beginning. But then shit, he got the, the taste of that Badu hmm. box, and it turned that nigga music up a whole nother motherfucking level. That I want some coochie that's gonna change my goddamn life. For the better, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, that's some... Look, the nigga music Woo! just went and leveled up. Yeah. It's just like, I can listen to him now, and I'll just be like, God damn, mm-hmm. dog, you cold and what Shit. you do. And man, because look, I get to talk about Andre 3000 all goddamn episode, y'all. Mm-hmm. We gonna get plugged in right quick with my dog, Melanie. What's good, man? What it do, what it do. Thank y'all. As always, I always started off by just saying thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for continuing to support. Thank you for continuing to listen, follow, whatever you want to call it. I just want to thank you. I ain't got much this week, y'all. I just, I actually have a topic that I want to discuss, really. Okay, ain't got nothing to do with weed or nothing. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, it really fucking shocked me that Nick Cannon, 
did not own while and out pissed me the fuck off because i really 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 fucking respect him so much like he wanted a he's one of the um few entertainers who actually came out in ferguson several times without the cameras without needing anything march protested always speaks out i mean young Super talented, fathom money shit. on deck, marrying his dream woman or whatever. All of these things about and him, and you didn't have your show? shit together. That, listen, that really when I saw him doing that little, when I saw that mind. post that he made, like the little apology, and then he was like, "I'm demanding the right to my billion dollar." And I was like, "Hold on, nigga, you nigga, what? You don't have it?" I said, "Bro, you created, you created, you made while out some pretty much all the greatest shows, damn near. You've had your part in." America's what got talent. He was running that motherfucker. He created the mass singer. Like he helped creative produce that shit and come up with the whole topic. And nigga wildin' out is you. Like and you, how you know on the name of that? Like how could you? Like that's how I felt like what? I feel like, like we I, was bamboozled. I look up to you. I feel like we was bamboozled. I'm like damn. Hood sweet. Like, <laughs> like like for real. I'm like like bro, what the fuck they is that? Yo? That nigga so fast. And I was like, all right, that, bro, I swear to God, that's how we be. We don't never own shit. You know what I'm saying? And so so we can only do so much shucking and jiving for their ass before they get tired of us, before they done made all their money, then they can close the fucking and curtain I, on you. You know this, though. You know this. You tell us the shit. You ain't see what happened to all these artists Man, I who didn't own rights I'm to like, shit. Bro, you don't own. You, you should know better. You don't man. own the number. That, of I ain't trying to be funny, man. No, I no, might have had no, to go no, ahead and make you the stupid or the droll. Look, as listen, much as I love listen, and respect you, listen, my dude. Listen, the only reason I didn't make him that because I hated what they did to him for that shit. But I knew he was gonna bring it up eventually because I could not fucking fathom. I said, Nick, you don't own Wildin' Out. So now all these people that's on that show out of a job. Man, how long all these niggas going back to battle rap like a motherfucker? Nigga, after the first three, four, five years, you should have been renegotiating something on ownership. Listen, you know that. Matter of fact, we're from the Google because this show has been out for a long motherfucking time. Yeah, look this up while we listening and thinking and and, and 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 everything, getting plugged into this bullshit. Now that's the only thing that I really had wanted to talk about on that. And this we finna nigga, go just what? This nigga show started July twenty eighth, two thousand and five. Don't say it. I was in fucking 10th grade. I just graduated high school. I was in, I'm I'm getting upset about this shit. And now you over here begging for your motherfucking shit back. Your shit back. Come on, Nick. And the crazy part is, as soon as they canceled his ass, I seen somebody on Twitter post how their MTV2 showed that while and I was supposed to be playing, but Fresh Prince episodes were airing. Dog, you trash as fuck for that. Yeah, I, I I love Nick Cannon. Don't get me wrong, but you whack as fuck for that, bro. I'm I like, ain't gonna beat him up. I ain't gonna kick the man while he down too hard. But you gonna have to have heard that right there. That's, yeah. I just had needed to say that yeah, to you. We, and damn, Viacom on BET, VH1, Nickelodeon, MTV, they call Nickelodeon, in, anything he'd had his foot Nick, in. They own every fucking everything. thing. Ain't no going nowhere but to goddamn Diddy and this was my thing. And Revo, Nick, and that's scary. You know them niggas own <laughs> all of that shit with all of your rights, and you talking greasy like that. I'm not going to talk greasy if I know a motherfucker could take away from me. with either. And look, they canceled a the nigga in less Gotta than 24 hours. Got to be quicker than that. In less than, than 24, his whole livelihood in that regards was canceled. You're not getting that shit back, dog. But they're not, they're not going to air it. They're not going to allow you to air it. You're going to have to go to court. Something crazy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole battle. This going to be a whole battle. I hope they don't try to take you off this and world really, for it. Mm, that, was next, that was next in the convo. But, you know, he just said it. Not me. Uh, but I agree. He, with he ain't lying. I mean, it's definitely uh, the, something. The nigga didn't tell a lie. 
and what he said. Big facts. It's just you should you should know better, Nicholas. Hmm. I'm gonna have to use your phone. When y'all niggas fuck up, I use your governments, Nicholas. You should have knew better hmm. because there's no way you gonna say what you said. And know that them niggas can snatch food out your Come mouth on, that fucking that easy. easy. I'm not that stupid. Because I didn't even know the you one, didn't have it look, set up like that. If, look, if don't bite the hand that feeds you was a person. That. That. So, um, I just wanted to put that out into the universe, how I felt about that. And, and to really speak into ownership, guys. Ownership. That's what this all stems down to. And that's how we get the power because we would own things. When you own it, you can control how it happens. You can control the outcomes. You can control who's at the table. You can control everything. Don't get into a situation where you cannot gain control. Facts. You need to have control over whatever your fucking you name on. When you come to the long. table and make it, you made that show. It wouldn't have been shit without you over these years. Nobody you Nick Cannon presents while now. Thank you. They gonna take your name off that bitch. Yeah. You hear them episodes. It's MTV. Edit you out the motherfucker. Whoever you done with that, but that's just a testament to us owning things. So make sure that if you want to own a piece of this twenty-four billion dollar pie in the cannabis industry, that you contact Bud Talk SCL at budtalkscl at gmail We have some exciting news for everyone. We have a a, a gathering space, so to speak, for. Um, everyone who is interested. So send me an email. Um, just let me know. You can t- title it interested. And I'll know to add you to a list of people to keep in touch with us on everything that we are doing um, in this realm and both in the nonprofit realm, which we are about to go um, and become a, a part of as well. Uh, thank you all. Also, make sure that you continue to support Up and Smoke, etc. The Smoke Shop located at 11613 West Florissant Avenue. They also own Materialistic Chic Boutique, which is next door, and a couple doors down at 11603 West Florissant, the convenient mart, now named Jarman's Convenient Mart, soon to be named Lowry's Mini Mart. Um, we have a great working relationship. Uh, you can also go in there and inquire about getting your medical card, uh, where they could take some information and assist you with con- uh, connecting to me and getting you 50% off of being becoming legal. And talking about ownership, owning a brand, owning some some land, owning some some weed plants, owning owning. So that, that's the key word for today. Owning. Oh yo shit, man! And y'all clapping up the better to be y'all. We gonna play one more song and then we gonna holler at my dog Mike Phillips, man. This is one of my favorite songs to just sing, skate to, listen to while I clean. It's my dog Bilal. Yeah. So.
whatever it is, I know that it's real. Long as you know, no complaints, you're all
must be my soul sister. Soul sister. You must. God damn, that's a fire ass song. Most of y'all probably ain't never heard the song unless you till you watch Queen and Slim when they did the remix of it. Uh, and I think it was still him. It was just more of a like a live version. When I heard it on the movie, I was turned up because I fucking love that song. I've been loving that motherfucker since the first time I ever heard it, and I had to drop it on our episode of Ethnic Issue More in my feelings with the wonderful Mike. Feel he's about to give us a call in a few minutes, y'all, and we're gonna chop it up with my bro Ski. Damn, y'all. I don't know if y'all be watching the live, but we be here fried. I'm hella fried. What had happened? And I really like we just talking about an intervention. I don't need no intervention. Like, I need another dank wood. No, I don't know. I ain't trying to go to sleep. (laughs) That's a sativa. That make us creative. I'm creative all the time, but I've been up. I'm uh, really. It's like I want to be sleepy, but I I ain't because I took like a four hour nap on accident because of the storm. Oh y'all! I think the homeboy's calling in. All from Mike. To accept. Mike. What it do? What's good, bro? What's good? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> man, what's popping with you, bro? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great. You know, what's we in here kicking on? it as usual, man. Trying to chop it up, man. So, look, I've been telling folks about you, man. You know, I done dropped a few of your tracks on the show. Tell our <laughs> listeners yeah, yeah. a little about yourself and what you do. All right, so, um, so, Mike, Mike Phillips, um, Mike Phil, I'm an R&B artist, um, born and raised Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, shoot, that's that's about it, man. That's that's what I do. Music is music is full time for me, um, and uh, music marketing, promotion, everything. So that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up. So so when was the first time you realized that you could sing? Like how old? Were um, you? the first time I realized I could sing, I was probably maybe in sixth grade, uh, my oldest sister, Tracy, uh, I used to always like, I grew up on, you know, I, I grew up on that nineties R and B. So like, uh, the first song I really sung was, um, where I want to be. Mm. And my sister was like, Oh, you can sing a little bit. And from then I was a kid. I used to just sing and walk around the house singing all the time. Sweet um, little dee doo dee doo. Like that. Yeah. I used to always, I used to always hit that. So I used to always hit it. So, this is kind of always kind of been. I used to. I, I was playing with it then. I really never took it, took it seriously though. Okay. Okay. So look. So speaking on taking it seriously, when did you? When did? When did you realize that? When did you realize like, all right, uh, this is the move for me? All right. So I'm gonna take you on a a, a quick story real quick. So so kind of how everything kind of transpired and happened. So like uh, high school, my best friend uh, Matthew Miles uh, and his big brother Melvin Miles. Shout out to them. Um, also, I, I do want to say condolences to uh, their dad. He just passed away a couple of days ago, so okay. uh, he was just—he was a dad to me. So uh, I just want to say that. But um, sixth grade, eighth grade, me and my best friend Matthew, we met, and I mean, we always knew each other because Tulsa is small. But we met, and you know, they was producers. I didn't really think about the music. I was just like, I'm gonna go to school. You know, you gonna make music, and I'm gonna help push you and promote you, and that's kind of how we, you know, was thinking. So then one day um, I used to go to church 
and I met a couple guys at church, and I started kind of making music with them. So one day I made, in my junior year in high school, I made a couple songs, and I was like, I brought it to my best friend, Matthew and Melvin. They was like, oh, man, you know, you've been sleeping, man. You should have been doing this music with us. I'm like, man, you know, I'm focusing on sports and stuff like that. Um, and then from there, I just kept, went off to school. And then my sophomore year at Lincoln, I made a song called Let Me Be The One. That's my shit. That's my shit. <laughs> during, that, <laughs> during that time, like, everybody loved it. Everybody loved the song, but I still wasn't taking it seriously because – I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Somebody making it big in music, it just wasn't it wasn't like that, you know. The last person from our city that made it big in music was Charlie Wilson. So it's like, you know, you don't really have that type of people that you see growing up and it's not like that huge. So I, I was just focusing on school, playing football, uh pledge. Um, uh, fast forward I'm uh fast forward maybe four or five years from there, um, you know, I go through a crazy heartbreak. And I'm trying to find myself, and I, I just fell back into the music. I started doing karaoke. Uh, I was in St. Louis. I started doing karaoke downtown at the Landing, and they started introducing me like, oh, Mike Phil. And then I ran to my best friend, called him. I said, hey, I came up with my artist name. I said, I'm going to call myself Mike Phil. He was like, oh, that's dope. So from there, I just ran with it, and I started having people just call me Mike Phil. And that was probably 2016, 2017 is when I started actually getting in the studio actually recording back to the song so i kind of always knew um how to record and you know to, i guess trends like far as format songs and stuff like that but maybe end of 2017 is when i started saying you know what i'm just gonna go all out and just do it and you know whatever happens happens Okay, okay, mm -hmm. bro. So, look, we touched on some of the, you know, 90s music being the inspiration, but who were some of your musical inspirations growing up? Oh, my goodness. Um, so, let me go to it because I got a list. I don't, I don't like to miss artists that really was influential. One artist that was really super influential to everything I did was Music Soul Child. Music Soul Child is actually the reason why I kind of flipped my name because I kind of liked how he did it, like music, soul child, and music. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it, Mike. Even though some people say Mick, but it's like Mike, like MIC, like the like Mike the microphone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, music, soul child was one. Um, who was another one? Uh, uh, Jaheen, Donnell Jones, Tank. Mm -hmm. um, those were like early. Um, I mean, all T Sweat. So many of them. Um, Andre 3000. Another one who kind of stood out to me. It was, I mean, it's just like Marvin Gaye, like the old school. Like, I listened to everybody. And then, like, coming into the new school, I started, like, listening to, like, Future, Drake, uh, Ty Dolla Sign. I'm a huge Ty Dolla Sign fan. Um, so it's like my musical inspiration, like, came from a lot of different places. Okay. Awesome. So... So what goes into your writing process when you are, you know, coming up with new music and everything? Honestly, I, everything is based off how I feel. I don't try to, I love writing in the moment, like of how I'm feeling. Like if I'm feeling a certain way, I love to jot it down. Like my last song that you all just heard, um, a letter to my past, that process to talk about that. It was just a situation where, you know, I went through a heart, uh, a breakup. Um, I had ended up leaving L.A. 
because I was in L.A. for like a couple years. I was leaving L.A. And I was kind of going through a lot of stuff like mentally, like, where am I at? Like, do I still want to do music? Do I just want to, you know, continue living? I'm like, no, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a go ahead and continue doing music because, you know, this is music. I am music. So it's like I can't stop who I am. So um, that kind of go through my process. It's like I'm just in the moment. Like, if I'm feeling a certain way, I want to go ahead and write it down, you know, find it, you know, go through my beats that I, that I have and, you know, find the best one and, and, and jot it down to it. So that's kind of like my process. Okay. So look, what are some things you got coming up for yourself, like in your solo career, as well as the Black Wall Street Music Group? So, so for me, honestly, it's since the whole COVID situation is going on, um, I had a lot of stuff planned for 2020, but COVID kind of shut everything down. Um, but for me personally, honestly, um, I just want to continue like dropping singles here and there. Um, I probably won't drop a project probably till 2021 because I want to really continue pushing SLS and, and getting that out there as much as possible just because I really put a lot into it. Um, but that's kind of really for me. I'm just going to drop singles. Um, I'm in Tulsa now, so I'm going to continue to like do shows and perform, you know, whatever I need to do just to, you know, to stay, uh, to, to keep pushing the issue with music. Um, come up to St. Louis, Kansas City, places that are open that allow you to perform, I'm going to do that. So me personally, with my music career, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and keep going in. And if something, you know, comes up that, you know, uh, looks good, I'm definitely going to move forward with it. Um, now, kind of moving on with Black Wall Street Music Group, this this was something that always kind of been in me, like on the management side. So I've always been a natural, I feel like a natural leader, a natural manager, always somebody that can naturally like guide people to certain stuff or, or kind of be more so of a um, a catalyst for some people, you know, to get them going. Mm-hmm. So Black Wall Street Music Group came about when I was sitting in LA and I was sitting in, I was at work and I'm like, man, you know, what is something that I want to leave behind? What is the legacy that I want to create for myself that's going to carry on beyond the music and you know, be able to help other aspiring artists reach their goals and their dreams. And I was like, I'm from Tulsa. I want to create something that's dear to heart for me. So that's what I came up with, Black Wall Street Music Group. So um, really right now, I'll tell you right now, we working hard with an artist um, from Memphis, Tennessee. He also my friend, but his name is uh, Quetty. And he's he doing heat. amazing Man, right now. He got now. some heat. I don't heard a few of his he's doing really amazing. Uh, he just shot his we actually gonna be dropping a video tomorrow. He just shot his last video in Memphis. He's been working with Boomin. Uh, Boomin is going crazy in St. Louis. Shout out to Boomin Visuals. Um, mm-hmm. Working with Quetty. And then I got a, I came to Tulsa. When I came to Tulsa uh, to speak on another black, uh, I came to Tulsa and I, and I stumbled across this amazing R&B artist. I love plugging people, but y'all gonna hear about him. Um, I got a lot of stuff planned myself, but I have a lot of stuff planned for him as well. Um, and his name is. Uh, T Mace. Okay. Remember that name, T Mace. All right. Okay. I just want I y'all to remember that because he heard it here. He okay. is. Okay. He is going to be. He's from Tulsa, um, but he's a, an amazing singer, songwriter, producer. So he's an artist. Another artist I'm working with, and there's a couple artists that I'm working with um, silently that I'm gonna hold off until we start dropping stuff. But that's kind of like the 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 plan. You know, keep doing events and keep uh, helping other artists kind of reach the level that they want to reach. 
Okay. Okay, bro. Awesome. Thank you. So tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you and information about um, your company. Um, so if you want to find any type of information about me, um, you can, of course, go to Google. All my information will pop up on all social medias. It's Mike Field uh, across the board, M-I-C-S-E-E-L. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Mike Field. You can find me. Um, Spotify iTunes, YouTube, everything Mike Phil. Awesome. All right, bro. Thank you. Dang, bro. So I appreciate you, man. We're going to clap it up, man. You know, I appreciate you, you know, kicking it with us the whole night. Bro, always supporting the show. always support his music. So thanks for being the guest and calling in. Oh, man, I appreciate you bringing me on. And, and one thing I want to say, Nico, is you already know how I feel about you in this show. Um, you know, I remember when you was first doing it, and we was going. And but I just want to say I love what you got going on, man. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to to make sure that people all over see what you got going on. Because, like I said, I'm all about. I'm from Black. I'm from Black Wall Street. I'm all about rebuilding Black Wall Street. That's always been my message. Let's rebuild Black Wall Street. Let's utilize our own resources. And if we broke, let's barter with each other. Let's find a way to help each other. Keep pushing towards our dreams. So. I love what y'all are doing. Um, and Epic is and more. I'm going to keep tuning in. I'm going to keep sharing. So I love the platform. Hey, I wanted to um, thank you for that because that was a question that I was going to ask, but I know we was on a time constraint, but I'm going to take this time anyway because um, you're from Tulsa. And um, I, everything that I do in the community, I'm from Ferguson. Um, I've been in yeah. the community for a long time doing doing work right out on the tr- in the trenches. So being from there like i just want to connect with you after this you know what i'm saying like I, i've been doing the black wall street festival for five years here um a lot of the things that i do are in the spirit of that and i think we could we could really make some things happen my name is melanie marie so i'm gonna uh reach out to you um on one of your platforms and hopefully we can connect oh yeah most definitely most definitely mm-hmm. i I'm, i love you. I, when i stayed i stayed in st louis for five years so i'm very familiar with st louis um, there, I was out. I was out there with Ferguson, so I'm I'm very familiar with St. Louis, the area. St. Louis is like my second home for real. So, okay, that's what's up. Right there, bro. So, man, hey, once again, I appreciate you, bro, and you have a great rest of your night. Ah, uh, you too, man. Good Thanks, night, bro. Bye. Hey, man. So we gonna clap it up one more time, man. To my dog, Mike, man. And look, we ain't coming back after this. I'm playing some music. We getting out. We leaving this thing, man. So I holler at y'all, man. Tune in next week. I got our dope guest. She coming back. Daisha Lynn. You know, Soy. Y'all better look it up. It's S O I. Look it up on all your social media platforms, man. Go get your feet taken care of. Get your nails taken feet care of. Feet makeover when she does. Uh, look, she out here changing she, people. She giving you new feet. Get you some new feet. New feet. She Lynn. Give, she give your feet with an S on them feet. Feet. So you go holler at y'all next week. And it's your boy, Nico the Great. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Melanie Marie, Bud Talk STL in the building. We out this thing.
Louis Community College's mission is to help every person earn a degree or a certificate. This fall, take a class on us and get closer to graduating, transferring, or even getting a jump start on your career. New and current students can take advantage of this three-hour class offering. Taking fall classes can help you start strong and finish even stronger. Learn more about taking a class on us at stlcc.edu. How to improve your dining room by The Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only valid through July 22nd. Limitations apply. Over the next 10 years, Comcast is committing $1 billion through Project Up to reach tens of millions of people with the opportunities and resources they need to build a world of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass. 